the fuck is going on, you guys? Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptic and Unhinged. I'm your host, Mary Kay Willis. And I'm nervous for today. I'm not going to lie. We are doing an episode where I'm reading questions from you guys because, you know, that's like what I want to do. I really want to talk more about Jazz Cabbage, right? Like, this is the whole reason why I'm doing the podcast. So I feel like we need to talk more about it. Like, I did the whole timeline of me starting to smoke weed. But I feel like we need to talk about more. But before we get into it, make sure you follow my socials. My new TikTok, I haven't gotten my accounts back yet, is mk9unit. My Instagram is marykate.willis. My Snapchat, maryjane.kate. And my YouTube is maryjane.kate as well. If you want to see the video for this, that's where it's going to be uploaded. I'm trying to get better about getting the videos uploaded the day that the audio goes up. But you know me, I never do anything on time. Ever. Ever. All right. So first, I got to look through my fucking Instagram stories. I also made a cup of coffee. I think we should take a bowl to start as well because, oh my God, you guys asked me so many fucking questions. So we'll try to get through as much as we can. You know me, I like to like dawdle, take my fucking time, sidetrack myself. I honestly, I don't always like, what is it called? Oh my God, it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's like brewed coffee. Like they say like house coffee. If you, right? Like if you work at like a barista, it's basically just different than espresso. Like I love espresso so much more, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like my house brew, like what the fuck do they call it? It's really going to fuck me up. I got to think about that one. Oh my God. I just noticed that part of my fucking ashtray is melted. Dude, sidetrack before we get into this, as I'm packing my bowl, just a little story. I was like seeing this guy and I was literally going to text him that I was just like, Hey, I'm not really into this because I just feel like you wanted a girlfriend and I'm not really there yet in terms of like my healing journey. Oh, also shout out. My plug from back home sent me a bunch of new pack. He's the boy with the flowers. I think on Instagram, I've tagged him a few times, the boy with flowers. So gave me a bunch of these and I have a ton of weed now, which is great because my roommates are about to come home so I can like give them bowls before, you know, like Dispo takes fucking forever to get. What was I going to say though? You guys, I don't even remember. What the fuck was I talking about? Also, my roommate last year got me this weed dad, like a regular dad, only higher. Maybe that was two years ago. I don't even, I have no concept of time. Anyways, yeah, I was going to break up with this guy because I haven't had to do that in a while. And I felt like it was going to make me feel good. Plus like good karma. And I kind of tried to ghost him before and he got mad about it. And then I was genuinely going to talk it over with him. But he just was like too on me to hang out when I was like adamant about the fact that I was busy. And that's exactly why I tried to ghost him in the first place. And he clearly was not getting that message that like you're like clinging on to me. And it's a lot. I don't have time to be someone's like codependent partner anymore. Like, you know, and I don't really want to be. I've gotten so comfortable with myself in the last couple months that it's like, why am I going to fuck that up? by introducing another person to the equation and reintroducing that like level of codependency that I'm looking for. Because that's exactly what my brain wants to do. And like this guy reminded me of one of my ex-boyfriends in like every sense of it. By the way, this has like a little drawer that pops out, my grinder. But it's so sticky because I've had it for a year now, like a little over a year, that it like won't open. I have to open the grinder. I just send me recommendations for cleaning your shit like that. I have to clean my bowl and my de-bowler as well because my de-bowler is just not hitting like it used to. I almost just took a tea bowl. I didn't even pack the green in. This is classic. Five minutes in and I'm already, I'm stoned already. I've been doing my makeup. And as you can tell, my hair looks like George Washington right now. Trust the process. It like Whatever with the hot rollers, it just decreases and looks better like after a couple hours. Like, look at this one fucking hair I can see in my peripheral. What is going on? All right, here we go. Bowl. 
C1 send one. Oh my God, I thought someone was calling me. It's just a fucking be real. Of course, I get no notifications. Add me on be real, Mary Kate Willis. Oh my God. Wow. The lip gloss. What's that thing? Is it from High School Musical or one of those other Disney channels by Wipe Gloss? Ant Farm? <laughs> I don't even remember. Okay. So the first question I got was from Ava, and Ava asked my favorite strand. I think she meant strain, but I think strand is also a word for it. I'm not sure. Basically, I'm a big hybrid girly. I love an indica dominant leaning strain because I have anxiety. Like sativa often heightens my anxiety and almost brings like a level of paranoia. Like I feel like a lot of people don't know that the strains are very different and the types of weed are all different. Like they're all meant for different things. So research is really important if you're trying to become a jazz cabbage enthusiast. Personally, I've licked shit off the ground. So at the end of the day, if you tell me it's going to get me baked, I'm going to rip it. All right. Like it could be a literal bag of grass. I'd try to smoke it, but I would love a blue dream. If I had like a pick and I could be picky, I love blue dream. That's like my favorite strain ever. Good hybrid. Love a hybrid though, just in general, because it's a good balance of both. The next question was from Avery and Avery asked, have you ever gotten the ick when you're stoned? I smoked for two years straight, then randomly got the ick. Like you feel gross. I don't know why I'm asking for clarification. Like Miss Avery can answer me. Like you feel gross about smoking and like how much you smoke. Yes. Yes. Before I go to bed at night, particularly my thoughts haunt me. And that is one that like lingers. Like when I'm hearing my fucking chest creak, like an old Victorian mansion. I don't feel great about that. No, not at all. It feels like starchy to the point where like, do I got that popcorn lung? Probably. You can literally hear me like (gasps) for every inhale. Is that normal? Like I just had to catch my breath after I did that. I don't think I'm okay. But I also had a doctor listen to my lungs and she said I was fine. So we're just going to take that information and run with it. I have baby lungs. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Eliza, I believe, asked first time you greened out experience. So I don't really remember the first time I greened out if we're being fucking for real, because I've been smoking since I was like 15, 16. I was 15. So I, I do actually remember the first time I got crossed. It was like the second time I ever drank and I was 15. I was at this guy's house and I was already vaping. Stupid, right? I was in eighth grade with a vape. Not my best decision going into my freshman year. So I knew how to inhale and that like gave me the one up and I had told him, I was like, don't make fun of me if I like cough or something. Cause like, I can't, I've never smoked before. Like, and I'm going to feel like weird about it. Don't like make me high and paranoid. And my older guy friend was there and he was like, no, yeah, just hit it and pass me a blunt in the roto. And I hit it. And this was like the first night that I really, really smoked a lot. Cause I kept smoking throughout the night. Cause they're like, oh my God, like you literally look like you've been doing it for years. Like you just hit that so naturally. And my friend, Sydney, if you're watching this, thank you, was like coaching me and was like, inhale, like give a, like a deep breath in. Cause you want it to like hit, you don't want to waste the smoke and just have it come out your mouth. Like you're like hitting a ghost. You know what I mean? So yeah, this was like the era of like chill build too. Like, honestly, like that's what I think about me smoking, but I go back to my friend's house after, cause we're like all sorts of fuckered up and they want to go out and oops, I just kicked the table that's in front of me. It's a very cheap Ikea table. We're working with what we got here. This is the basic setup. I'm happy we got the fucking LED light up behind me. Hello, if you're watching the video and I actually got it up in time. So we get back to my friend's house. These guys have driven us home and they want to go back out with them. So they're getting ready to go back out, like touching themselves up, whatnot. I'm losing my shit. Singing the national anthem, Star Spangled Banner in this bitch. Patriotic as hell. Crying, rolling around on the ground, screaming. They set the house alarm off and I'm recording this. There's like a video on my old Twitter 
of me just like screaming. This is like some people have a lot of shameful things on their old Twitter that literally would get them canceled. Mine is videos of me when I'm fucked up and videos from my Stan era. That's why I'm never letting that shit see the light of day. The CIA could not waterboard that shit out of me, specifically on a public platform. Hell no. Also, my lip sync vines, honorable mention. Jesus, fuck. I was young in my defense. Early pre-musically days. So then Princess Sabina. Oh my God, I love that. Asked, my bong is dirty. Is it rude to give my friend a dirty bong? This is my bong. I've had her for three years because back in my day, back in my freshman year of college, I broke like 10 bongs in a semester. 10. So this bitch is dirty as hell. I honestly feel like I should get it out of the shop for some things because I don't want, I don't know. I can just crop it, whatever the fuck. I literally feel like maybe like this side. Yeah, I'm smart with it. Fuck with me. Yeah, so I honestly give my friends a dirty bong, but a lot of my friends chop or my roommates also smoke, so they have pieces. So that's like the community piece because they don't chop and people will want to rip that. People don't like to rip out of a chop piece if they don't chop because it still tastes like it. That shit is like resin on the inside. And there's no point in cleaning a chop piece because it gets dirty in a week. Like it looks like this a week in. So I haven't cleaned mine in like a month though. It's kind of disgusting. Just make sure the water's clean. You know, if like that's the only piece they can hit or be super fucking considerate and buy an extra piece that you don't chop out of. I could never. The next one from... I think Sarah is her name. Do you ever get deep thinking and get anxious when you're high or is that just me? No, like I was just saying right before bed, like the paranoid thoughts hit the scaries, like that shit all settles in and I have to sit there thinking about that shit. I don't know. I I have a really hard time sitting with my feelings. That's why I'm in therapy is because like I'm learning to mentally overcome some of those things. And obviously I use jazz cabbage to cope. Do you think I do this shit for fun? No, this is like because I'm miserable, bitch. Don't get it twisted. And so, yeah, I get anxious as hell, but I do think that it helps my anxiety more than it hurts it in that way. Like I've been a lot more functioning, but I'm also like, part of me knows that I'm convincing myself that in my head, like I probably would function a hundred times better without marijuana, but I love her. Last dance with Mary Jane, Tom Petty. I got to take another sip. I got crazy dry mouth right now. What's my silliest edible story. So I've talked about, I don't know if I've really talked about what happened with my arm, but basically I didn't sleep all night the night before flying back home from the summer. I spent like a month home in Connecticut, which I haven't done since quarantine. I just like made up with a lot of my friends from high school and it was a lot more enjoyable of a time. Like everyone was firing every day, like just going out, getting fucked up. I enjoyed that. It was very silly. And when time came to go home, I was sad. My roommate came and like met all my hometown friends And then we decided to pull an all-nighter because we were already, like, drunk. And, like, well, we might as well just restart the buzz on the plane. Like, this was, like, my prime Frank Gallagher era. So we are driving—my dad's driving us to the airport at, like, 5 in the morning. Like, the sun is literally just rising. Morgan had slept on the way, but I was, like, nervous. I'm a nervous flyer. And while we were pulling up, I realized I still had the edibles. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just take them now because I don't want to go through security with them. So I took them before we went through security right as we're getting out of the car. And it started to feel a little silly in the security line. And then we go and we get McDonald's. It was like a Hartford airport. So, so Connecticut. I was tripping the fuck out. The stomach, like you're supposed to eat on edibles, right? Like that's how they work. So I had taken all these edibles and then had just eaten a lot and then got so high before we boarded the plane. And my roommate went to the bathroom to go rip her dab pen. And this kid sits in front of me in a Spider-Man full pajama onesie. 
and a unicorn backpack with SpongeBob, not SpongeBob, Spider-Man riding the unicorn. And I was like, this has to be a fucking simulation. Like everyone in this airport looks so Connecticut. Of course, this kid sits right in front of me right now. Like no fucking way. I'm losing my shit. A dog is peeing in the middle of the airport. I'm like, what is going on? And then my roommate comes back. I'm like, dude, I'm high as fuck. We're like boarding. And she's like way, way ahead of me because she has like an extra leg room seat. I'm flying. I'm fucking business class, bitch. Economy. I don't even know what the lowest exit row sometimes. So I get domed. I'm like, literally everyone on this flight knows that I'm baked, like literally knows that I'm baked. And so I like just put my hoodie up. I put my sunglasses on and I just cash. I take in melatonin on top of it. So I fall asleep on my arm on the plane like this with all of my body weight then resting on my arm for five of the six hour flight. And I wake up and my arm is numb. I literally think I had a stroke because I'm extremely violently baked. And so I literally look at my arm. I look at my face and my phone camera, my Snapchat camera. I was like, okay, face looks fine. We didn't have a stroke. Leg feels fine. Just the arm is numb. I was like, it'll probably come back. So I'm rubbing it. Cause you know, when your like leg or arm falls asleep, you got to rub it to get the blood flowing, the circulation back. No, no. Like there was nothing, no feeling coming back. So I'm texting my roommate and I'm like, dude, I can't use my right arm. Like something is wrong. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm like, it's floppy. So she gets off before me. Cause I'm in the back of the plane. She's in the front, get out. And I like, I'm just waving my arm in the air. And she's like, oh my God, that does not look good, dude. Thank God her boyfriend at the time came and picked us up and they got me home. And he told her, he was like, that's the quietest I've ever heard MK, like ever. I went to sleep, not really thinking much of it. Woke up the next day, it's still floppy. And I freaked out, called my mom. My mom was like, let me just ask the doctors at work if they know what it is before we go spend like a million dollars at urgent care. And sure enough, her doctors are laughing at the video that I sent her to show them. And they're like, she has something called radial palsy, also known as Saturday night palsy. I caused such bad nerve damage from cutting off my circulation for so long. It's like the radial nerve. It runs all the way from your armpit down to your fucking like wrist. And I pinched the nerve or something and it caused my whole arm to go numb for four months. And it was my dominant arm. So I was like in school, not able to use it. And thank God for TikTok because you guys were like, why don't you just take it off already? And I would have just kept that shit on, but it started to come back the more that I used it. So I didn't really do physical therapy or anything. And everyone's like, it just comes back. Mine came back in like two months, like some rare people like had had it as well. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like not thinking much of it. And then it just didn't come back for months. And I was like freaking the fuck out. It was definitely because also I was drinking so much. Like that does not help heal your body at all when you're getting that fucked up. And I think when I started going to school again and I stopped drinking as much, it got better faster. It's kind of funny. So then Emma asks, favorite time to smoke or best way? My favorite time to smoke is wake and bake and with a coffee and preferably outside. Like maybe with a little joint, you might be hungover. Like that is just so like romanticized that. And like a little hoodie, maybe like some shorts or like some sweatpants and you just like sit there barefoot, feet to the ground joint in hand, coffee, vibes, maybe a little music. My God, it just feels so right. Nadia asks, have you ever gone through a period, a bad period of anxiety with weed? So this is like kind of relating back to the, you know, me like smoking certain strains. But when I was living in Connecticut, it was illegal. So you don't really get to be choosy with the strains and the percentages. And like that was all introduced to me when I moved to California. It's just now like becoming recreationally legalized there. It's been a long journey since the law passed to actually kind of get that all in motion. So that's just becoming a regular, regular thing. However, 
I would like smoke with this girl that was older than me and she also was mentally ill. So we had crazy anxiety and like cops would pull up on us because you couldn't smoke at home. You had to like go drive and smoke places. I think I've explained this before. So we get like rolled up on in parks all the fucking time. And that was the only thing that made me nervous was cops living in Connecticut and being underage and doing it. And then when I turned 18, I actually got pulled over. It was funny, like the day I turned 18, but I didn't have anxiety about it in that final year, like my senior year, because my boyfriend was a plug and he like kind of put me onto this give no fucks attitude. Like NBA young boy was this man's idol. He did not give a single fuck, did not care about anyone besides him and his little car and his dog. Not even me. Just my luck. Two, two, two ass. Does being high make cooking up more or less enjoyable? I think it depends on who you're with. Like honestly with boyfriends, I think it's a lot more enjoyable, but if it's with like a sneaky link or someone you don't really know, it can be way more awkward. Also like with ex-boyfriends, nope. I've had to leave a guy's house that I used to date because we tried to hook up after we both smoked. And it was just like so much confusion because you can get in your head so easily. And I find men have more of a problem with moving past that and they'll get in their head when they're baked. But I think it's more enjoyable for women because it's just like you're a little bit more like heightened, like awakened. It's corny as hell, but like that's the way that I would explain it. You know, you're a little bit more aware in some ways and a little less in others. Iris asked, weird thing you've used to improvise a pipe or bong. I was a big Jeep girl for, I would say like my freshman year, first semester when I was home because I didn't do the winter semester my freshman year. That's the only year I didn't do it and I regretted it. I got baked every single day. But I, in high school, used to use cans. I used a potato one time to make a bowl. And I also have made like a water bottle bong, not like a grab, not a grab. It's like you... I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but like you do it with like plastic and stuff and like make a hole in it, burn a hole in it, put the tin foil in, a little bit of water, innovation that excites. It was like hella MacGyver. Devere asked, most awkward moment smoking in a group. I'm the type of bitch that holds on to the joint, the roach in the fucking roto and like lets that shit burn and is telling a story. Like I, I give off that energy. Are you joking? I am 100% that bitch who will just continue to go on about myself to be so self-absorbed and then like zone out when everyone else is talking to me because I'm so high. Like I'm so self-concerned. And I think that's like embarrassing is because sometimes like the bakedness makes me tone deaf in that way, which like I don't do that intentionally. I hope people know that. And they do. Usually people who call me on it, like my close friends will, they're like, you're not listening. Like you're being a bitch right now. And then I'll be like, I'm sorry. Like, because they know that I'm like that. I think it's gotten worse with doing TikTok too, because I feel like I always have to be on my phone because trends change like in the blink of an eye. And I want to be on top of it all, saving all the sounds, being on top of my fucking game. And so that's why like, I just, I'll even be ranting about myself on my phone. And people are like, you just seem so checked out. So I don't know. I don't do that intentionally. Yeah. I just have had to have a lot of talks about that with my friends in the last year. I actually caught two of my closest friends talking shit about it. And someone who was kind of removed from the situation told me, and I was like, oh, that's fucked up. And I went feral because I was in the house and I found out with them. I'd slept there that night. Piss. I think I might hold the microphone because my back's starting to hurt from being hunchback of Notre Dame over this bitch, but let's take another rip. See you once that one. Cheers. That one was right in the camera. I used to take double hits of mine and like clear my milk, but drink your milk. I used to bitch people out for that. Next question was, 
Nessa saying how different methods, bull, bong, papers, et cetera, affect the high. First of all, a cart high is not like a weed high. Okay. Like let's get that straight. Jazz cabbage and carts are very different categories of baked. I would say carts are like a, a head high, you know, like a head brush. You get sort of like lightheaded in a way. It only affects your head. You just feel like you're walking around in a cloud. And then for body, like full body, full experience, you're taking a fresh hit of the jazz cabbage, piling up a bowl. That's going to get you where you need to be. You know, it's not going to hit the same ever. I feel like I was way more functional on carts though, but I would say like Jeebs are the best, like you'll get the most for your supplies worth. You know what I mean? Because whatever reason, the water has a huge effect in getting you more baked. So I normally would categorize bowls underneath that, but I would say bowls aren't for longevity. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're smoking a joint or a blunt, you're like facing one of yourself, you're going to get domed for like a straight hour. Like you're going to feel kind of offied, but like taking rips of the fucking chops, you get baked for like 30 minutes and then nothing happens after that. You have to take another one. It's like, honestly, I don't know. I saw a video saying like a doctor saying that a bitch got pneumonia or like a collapsed lung or something from ripping bowls for too long. So I'll probably transition to the the joints. I can't speak after graduation. Because then I could just roll spliffs, what I feel like would be way better for me than like a chop. My foo. Izzy asks, favorite shows to watch while zooted? I used to love that 70s show, but that's super problematic. That was like my baked in high school favorite. I love Jersey Shore now. I'm like right now binging reality TV when I'm super baked. I've now moved on to Florida, Bama, Shore, Florida, Bama, whatever the fuck. Not as good. It feels more staged and it feels more like Degrassi. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like Florida, Bama, Shore that much. I love Jersey Shore though. I think that's way better way better. I love reality TV. I would like love to be on a reality TV show. I think that's like fucking amazing. Shandy, Shanley, sorry, my bad. Ask favorite way to smoke and favorite strains. I'm a bong girl through and through. I used to be a big blunt girl when I was younger. I loved a good blunt. Like I would just, games are so easy. I could roll a backwood. It would probably take me like an hour to finesse that shit. But I honestly was better with the games. My ex used to just throw me a wood and like Ask me, roll it, a wood in like a little plastic baggie, the plug X. He really like formed everything. Buckles Galloway asked smoke during sex. I don't think I've ever smoked during sex. Maybe with the plug X. He always had something going, like something lit up, but not necessarily. Actually, yeah, with the plug X. So one time we cracked open because there was a broken dab cart and he's like, I can't sell this. So he cracked it open on a wood, rolled that. That shit smoked for like an hour straight. I'm not even kidding. It was fucking absurd. I was like, it's never going to go away. And we were hitting that while hooking up, which fun. But like, honestly, I feel like that's a little inconvenient, especially if you're taking bowls like me. I stopped having sex to take a bowl and then started having sex again. <laughs> Ew. That gives me the ick, kind of. Becca Stewart asks, interested to hear the positive and negative effects of it for you personally for sure so yeah it definitely has made like my asthma worse i do notice like i said like my lungs and the way that i breathe like my breathing quality is not as great i actually learned about in class how our breathing has like a pug or you know like persian cats and stuff like that bronchial i feel like they call it or something you know with breeding has kind of adapted to have smaller breathing passages or like airways so have we which is interesting but that's why a lot of people have asthma, breathing problems. So that's definitely something I worry about. And it's actually, I got COVID for the longest out of anyone in my family, which concerns me. Obvi- like that's always going to be a negative downside to it. And like why I want to stop is like, it, it definitely negatively affects my health. As for my mental health, 
something that happens when you take a tea break and that happened during my three-day tea break, which is why I'm scared to take another, is emotional release. You kind of unleash all those emotions you've been covering up. So you can imagine three-day tea break doesn't seem that long, right? But on the third day, like Jesus rose again and all of my like demons were coming out. I'm not even kidding. I had a minor inconvenience at CVS and I was ready to like set the town on fire, like commit arson. Not even kidding. I was pissed. My therapist warned me about that too. But yeah, that's like something that I feel like I've been doing is using it to numb in a way. And I'm very aware of that, you know, like at least I'm self-aware, but it's about taking action is like what I struggle with. And combating all these, you know, parts of me that are out to self-sabotage because really feeling is not bad. Like if there's one thing that I want to give out to people because I'm the type of bitch that, you know, seems like an advocate for numbing yourself emotionally, I'm always going to be toxic in that way where I'm devil's advocate. But what I really want for everyone around me is just to know like their self-worth, including myself and know that, I don't know, like you don't need to go partying all the time and like forget who you are and try to be someone you're not to feel better about yourself. I never wanted that for myself. And I think by engaging in this lifestyle, it's something that's kind of resulted from it just inherently, like it was inevitable, but I don't wish that on anyone. It gets really lonely when you are putting up a mask and like hiding that all these things are happening to you because people see right through it too. Like you're not as mysterious as you think. A lot of people knew I was really struggling and my friends really tried to help me and I just like couldn't be helped. So I needed to want to help myself first. That's something also that needs to be talked about eventually. Jules asked, how do you deal with people talking about, talking down to you about smoking? Okay. So my parents are always really against it, but they'd rather have me doing that than drinking because they know that it's not like I'm going to go and like make a fool of myself when I'm baked. You know what I mean? Like it's just a second personality level for me at this point. Like I'm not gonna black out off fucking jazz cabbage you know what i'm saying and like i don't know they call alcohol spirits for a reason like that is what really unleashes my demons and i probably need an exorcism like it's absurd so i get more negative comments about the drinking than the smoking but i do like just give it right back to people like i made a tiktok that went really viral a long time ago where i was like I hate when girls say to me and it's always women that pass a lot of judgment about it like i don't really get it as much from men Men try to like outsmoke me. Like they think it's funny. I'm sure they say like it's sloppy behind my back, but I don't really hear it as much to my face as much as women can be like condescending and passive aggressive. I did have a guy ask me like, have you ever counted like how much that you're intaking a day? And I was like, no. And he's like, you should tally it. Come back and let us know. It was 28. I took 28 chops a day. And sometimes two, that was like how many times I smoked. I was like comatose at that time in my life too. It was just not good. But yeah, I just kind of like give it back to them. And I'm like, we all have our vices, you know, like some people use caffeine, some people use nicotine, some people use partying, some people use like stand culture to just not live in their own reality. You know what I mean? And I think everyone has their vice and their outlet and their addictions. And I think that past the J, not the judgment. You know what I'm saying? Like you could probably use some weed if you've got that much to say about me smoking it, like grow the fuck up. I don't know this girl's Shay. She asks how, oh, do you take a bong rip when you come home from drinking? If yes, what makes you stop throwing up? So yes, but that gives me the spins. And then I just go to sleep. Like I just rumble on over to my bed, which honestly is kind of good for me because if I don't smoke, when I get home, I'll want to stay up and keep partying because alcohol is like kind of both a stimulant and a depressant. So 
I feel like weed is good when I come home because sometimes I get angsty when you leave like a huge function and you go from 100 to zero really fast. Like that's something that makes me like cry. Like I just don't want to stop the party. Call me Pitbull. So I literally just come home in session. Then it makes me nauseous and I pass out. And I feel like that works for me. That's a good routine. And I I think the anti-nausea is because of chops. When I took my tea break and I drank and I tried taking a bowl after the tea break, I greened out so hard. Like since I haven't been able to smoke as much while I'm drinking, but I used to drink and smoke all the time. Like I was a force, you guys. I would drink like a fifth of wit and then like smoke a bunch and be fine. Well, not fine, but like functioning somehow. Steven asked water bottle bongs in a pinch. I don't even know if that was like an ask, but like, I agree. That felt like more of a statement. Stevie asked, what's the worst thing you've used for bong water? I just use water. I've never done anything that gross. Like sometimes I've accidentally spit in the bong and then hit it again after. Cause like, you know, when it makes you drool a little bit when you're like hungover, but I've never done like anything else. She also asked dream rotation. I would say like definitely Cheech and Chong, Snoop Dogg, Trisha Paytas, random, but like, Needed. Seth Rogen. Like, can it be a big one? I want this to feel kind of like an intervention setup. Nicki Minaj. Who else? One of the Franco brothers. I don't care which one. Either of them can come. I need something to stare at when I disassociate. Chris Clemens. Billy. Billy Eichner. Billy on the street. And Snooki. That's my dream rotation. Peace, love, earth. I don't know her name said. First time you tried dabs. So the first, this is actually a good story. I was at a guy's house when I was in high school and I left my phone at my friend's house because I told my parents I was sleeping over there. So I told my parents I was sleeping over there. I left my phone there. They're like blowing me up. I'm completely oblivious, drunk at some kid's house whose parents are not home. And we ran out of alcohol. Like we literally drank so much. We ran out of alcohol. Kids are starting to like pass out. And I go to the owner of the house and I'm like, dude, I need more substances. Like what can I, this is so funny. So typical of me. And this is like not even what I did a lot. I was probably like 16. And he's like, oh, oh, I don't have any more alcohol, but I do have a like pothead brother. He probably has dabs. I was like, yeah, I'll smoke. And I just like didn't really, I, I was drunk. I wasn't really thinking about it. So I go upstairs. He's watching that 70s show, ironic. And he's like, Ayo, this girl wants to take her first dab. And his brother is like slumped in his bed, wakes up out of his bed and is like, first dab. Like so, tip- like this is like a movie. And the room is dark. Just that 70s show is illuminating everyone. I barely see what this kid looks like. And he lights up the fucking thing for me, heats it up and is like, okay, I'll tell you when to breathe in. I'm like, I've never taken one before. He's like, I know, I'll help you. And so I take the dab and I blow it out. We just like chat a little bit. He's funny as hell. And he knows a lot of my like older friends, older guy friends. And he's like, no way. Like you're chill as fuck. Shake his hand, go downstairs. I'm crossed. I'm spinning. And the kid who owns the house is like, are you good? I'm like, I think I need to sit down. And he like sits me down on the couch and he's got those Christmas lights that everyone projects on their house, like the red and green ones. You know what I'm talking about? They look like lasers in the house. And he was like, just stare at the lights. Just look at the lights. And then that's the last thing I remember. I woke up to my friend slapping me in the face and she's like, we're going home. And her and her friend carried me out of the house. I was on top of a guy. I don't remember the guy being there. Sketchy, right? And they brought me home and we were dying. And I made my friends text my mom because my mom knew I went out that night. She's not stupid. It was actually hilarious. It was a comical moment. All right, I'm taking a rip. (laughs) 
me and my best friend talk about that all the time. We got Dunkin' the next day and it was like so funny, like us like silently eating the Dunkin' in her house. It was a silly. Tyler said, are you ever too old to hit a gravity bong? No. What? I literally was just explaining how that's like the highest eye you can get. I support gravity bongs. I think they're a little janky. Like, I think we could do better. We could get better material for that. However, do you. Do what makes you happy. I personally would not. But I understand why. Haley asked, thoughts on how flower versus vape makes your lungs feel? See, I don't think I can really comment on this because I chop. So I'm taking nicotine either way. And the reason that I started chopping was to quit nicotine. Funny how the tables turn. Really pulled an Uno reverse card on myself. I do both now. Kara, Kara, fuck, asks... First, oh, I already answered that one. Jenna asks, dispo or dealers? Dealers. I'm a dealer for the people. My Connecticut people will get that. Jill Merriam. Reference to a car commercial. A car place? I don't know. But I prefer dealers strictly because you can build a more personal relationship with them. Like, yes, if you're going back to the same dispo every time, sure, cool. Feels too formal for me. You know what I mean? And especially like as someone who grew up in a state where it's illegal, like that's what I got used to. So now I have this whole deal like worked out with my plug where I'm going to help him promote his herb in exchange for free buds. I don't know how long that's going to last, but I also have plugs like around. Lydia asks, what is your best advice for cutting down when there are so many smokers around you? I definitely feel that problem because that's the whole reason why I started vaping again. I think it's just like exercising self-control, like affirmations, that bitch, like I'm in control. I do not want to vape. I do not want to smoke. Like just tell yourself that and just ingrain it in your brain. Like, no, like you do not need to say yes to that. You need to become a no person. Like I know a lot of people have a problem with saying no including myself, you know, like I really struggle with being a doormat and a pushover and a people pleaser. And so I let people take advantage of me in that way. And don't like, don't let people offer you a vape and you say yes, because you're just like, okay, well, they're giving it to me. No, you can say no. You're not going to seem rude. Your brain is weird. Get out of your head. Olivia asks on a scale of one to 10, how hard was it for you to take a tea break? I'm so anxious to do it. Honestly, it was really easy. Like I probably should have done it longer because I do want to take like a five day one. Besides the emotional release, everything was fine. I didn't crave it at all until the emotional release. Everything else was great. I stayed really busy. The only downside though, like which I would kind of rate really bad is I started drinking a lot. Like that's what really kicked me into the fugue state was taking the break from smoking because then I started drinking and smoking a lot. So yeah, I was just like numb for like six months. So I think just like being aware of that, that you're going to look for other vices. Like I also like do a lot of other self-harming things when I'm trying to stop. Like I have other addictions, like everyone has an addiction or multiple. I found out shopping was an addiction recently. Crazy. I just never had money. So like, I don't can't relate. Sorry. Your intention asks largest stab you've ever taken. Oh my God. I don't even know. I don't even think I could answer that question. I'd have to ask my plug. I don't really feel like calling him though because he's always the one that gives me dabs. I refuse to learn how to take dabs for myself. This is something about me I don't think I've talked about because I would abuse that power, okay? Like we've talked about this. I have no self-control, right? If I get a rig, I will be baked out of my mind, off wax all day, every day. And that's like the highest tolerance you can possibly build up. I didn't really mention that. Dabs, concentrates, wax, whatever, crumble. I love that shit. I used to put that on top of my bowls in my like real crackhead era. Like that was not good. Like who puts wax on top of their bowls? Me, a bitch who was in a miserable one-sided fucking relationship that did not want to be aware of anything. 
Okay, Belly, I think her name is Belly's Online. Are there specific rules or secret things you do with hookups or men in general, like surrounding weed? Um, I do clean my room thoroughly when a guy comes over because I sesh in my room. My roommate sesh outside, which like, honestly, I feel like I might just move my piece out there because I'll smoke less, but I like, and it'll force me to interact more. You know what I mean? Like I hermit all day and I think I'm just like making it too convenient for myself. So what I do is I like move all my weed stuff out of my room because I don't want to look like a fucking degenerate. And then I like tell them I had a guy come over recently and he looked around my room very briefly and goes, hmm, college. Ew. Okay. Fuck right off. Eat ass. Like what, who do you think you are? Men three years older than me try to act like they're my fathers. Grow up, grow the fuck up. Catriona asks, have you ever tripped how you would with psychedelics with weed or anything comparable? So I haven't, but I've heard of like lots of stories about people tripping the fuck out off marijuana. And what I'm going to comment on that is I don't think everyone's built to smoke weed. Like I literally think that people have predisposed mental health issues. I had a friend in high school that literally like it enacted it in her. So I just want to warn you that if you are experiencing any sort of like tripping or hallucinating or like hearing things when you're super fucked up off weed to like probably seek health, mental health from a professional mental health assistance help and stop smoking immediately. Like you do not want to risk your mental health over getting a quick fucking high. Like it's not worth it. Honestly, like coming from someone who does it all the time, if that ever happened to me, I would stop. But on psychedelics, I've tripped really hard because of the anxiety. Like I've seen a lot of stuff. When I take shrooms, everything just looks like it's pulsating to me a little bit. Like everything looks really bright. I haven't taken acid before, but I've taken Molly. I've rolled face and I took a pressy. So ecstasy right after I took Molly for the first time and I like smoked a full blunt and it just like reenacted the roll and the E hit and the baked. And I saw like straight shadow demons. I'm not even kidding, but that's like very isolated incident. And then I rolled again and it was great. So I think it's all about the environment, but house rolls are fun and safe. Maddie asked, how did you get through your tea break? I really like to lean back, but I don't know how to cope with it. That's what I literally was just saying before staying busy, getting like hard candy and shit for oral fixation. My vape really helped. I really crutched on my vape. Like I hate to recommend that because I really don't recommend that anyone does anything nicotine related. It's like the most highly addictive substance you can possibly take. Speaking of, someone told me chops are a very similar high to heroin high. Cool. That's awesome. Apparently everyone in rehab takes chops because they're, are you shitting me? Like, I don't want to be enabling. That's the type of shit. Like, not only do I feel bad for myself, but I don't want to enable that behavior for other people and say like, oh, like this is so cool. When like, People that follow me are probably struggling with relapse. And that like makes me feel really shitty. Like that's the only downside to posting like the party lifestyle, the seshing, like jazz cabbage. I don't even want to promote California sober because that's not sober. I hate to say that, but it, it really isn't. Like you're still using a substance to numb. And I think you have to come by that honestly. Like my parents have been sober from everything, like even quit nicotine. So it's like kind of a fuck you to people who are actually, you know, working a program the way that it should be worked. So that's just an opinion though. Like, you know what? You do you. Do what makes you happy. Who am I to like rain on your parade? But that's just my take. I don't like that. So I think it's funny. If anything, I use that as like a joke. I'll say that in like a joking manner. Maya asks your worst, wait, fuck, that's a lot. 
Maya asks, how do you, how do your parents deal with you smoking? They don't, they don't love it. They don't love it. They, when I was moving out to California, it was the first time that I really opened up to them about how often I was using it. And it really started habitually when they got divorced or like initially when my dad first kind of was being sneaky and had this little girlfriend the first time that we found out because they got back together at first wild. I was really pissed at my mom for getting back together with him and for saving the marriage. And I didn't understand it because this was like this woman who preached like, you don't need a man to be happy. I'm leaving your father as soon as you guys go to college, like very toxic. All of this like men are obstacles bullshit. My personality was my best form of birth control. She always used to say to me, like your personality is your best form of birth control. Um, And she just stayed with him, like just big feminist hypocrite. And I felt like she fucked me over in a way. I felt hurt by that. So I moved in kind of with my boyfriend. Like I would literally always sleep at my boyfriend's house and then just come home to like shower, change, go to school, like bring my little sister to school, go to work. Like I rarely ever slept there. And my boyfriend was the plug at the time. And that's why I started smoking every day. And I think my mom knew that. And like a lot, a lot, like probably feels guilty. So that's why they don't feel as bad anymore. Like my mom almost felt like she encouraged that in a way. So she just said, I don't want to know about it. Don't ask, don't tell policy. Cause when it happened a second time, my mom found out that my dad was still seeing the bitch. I blame both of them. My dad's literally Satan. Don't worry. I know that there's a tendency to blame the woman and I'm very aware of that. And I did it first, but as my mom and my therapist kind of talked me through that, like I realized a lot of it's, you know, equal blame for both of them. I, I dislike both of them still for those actions. But when my mom got, you know, t- kind of kicked him out, she dipped for a week and was like, you know what, this is it. Like I'm th- waving the white flag. I'm not like 360ing you anymore. I'm not going to be up your ass. I don't give a fuck about your curfew. I was like 18 at the time. And she's like, I'm just like letting go because like I need to focus on myself right now or I'm going to like lose it. I'm going to like spiral. And I was like, okay, respect. Because, you know, like that probably did shit to her self-worth as a person. No one wants to be made to feel less than. That's personally one of my biggest pet peeves. So I hate a belittler. And that's like kind of, it's a big fuck you to not only do it once, but then twice and to just lie. When my mom was the one that wanted to like leave and end it in the first place, like that wasn't the plan for her. So it just kind of like fucked her up. And sorry, kind of like just trauma dumping right now. I didn't even realize I was doing this. So that's when they stopped caring. And I didn't talk to my dad for a year. So when he came back onto the scene and we kind of started to repair our relationship, I was already smoking a fuck ton. And my mom had moved me in and I was withdrawing and freaking out on everyone and like being a bitch. And she's like, why are you being crazy? And I was like, you want to know? I've been smoking every day for the last year. She's like, okay, well, is there like a dispo around here? So I ended up getting weed and smoking a joint on moving day. And at the hotel, my mom put me in a hotel room because I was being so volatile. I couldn't stay at my sister's house. Like I was fighting with everyone, including my younger sister, probably like the most. But yeah, they've kind of just realized that like I'm normal. I'm more normal, more regulated on it. And I don't go crazy like I do on alcohol and like be promiscuous and like get myself into these dangerous situations. Like I would never walk alone at night off weed. I would be way too paranoid. (laughs) I would literally, my head would be turning at every snap. Well, I have, I don't know. I just feel like I'd be a little bit more aware. How did I learn? Oh, fuck with, fuck it. We ball. (laughs) Love that asked, how did you learn of the strains, lingo, different ways to smoke, et cetera? By the way, I love you so much. You're my favorite. I love you too. I learned all the lingo and stuff moving out here. I feel like 
Californians and their weed is like Californians and their coffee. Like they are specific with that shit. Like I watched people that I like have lived here their whole life. Like the way that they order weed is like absurd. I'm just like, oh, this is the cheapest for the most amount that I can get. Let's get this. And they're like, no, you got to like look at how much of this is in it, how much of a strain, blah, 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 blah reviews. It's like crazy. So I feel like that really revolutionized smoking for me. Jen asks, is it normal to a stoner and not know how to roll? Oh, to not know how to roll, I assume. Everyone gives me shit, but bongs and cones. No, I don't think, I think it's funny. Like if you smoke a lot of weed, but I love a good cone. I'm not going to lie. I would rather have a cone than roll my own joint because I suck at rolling joints. I can roll a blunt, but I can't roll a joint. But I think that is like what changed a lot too. Like it's all pieces and joints out here. And back home, it was like rarely a piece. And they call chops moles. I think they call chops different things everywhere. Like we've talked about that on TikTok too. Like every region calls it a different thing. Every state, every country, every continent, like it's all different, but there's, they're universal. You know what I mean? You guys ever had Doha? Oh my fucking God. You put that shit in a chop. It like doesn't dome you instantly. That shit like sneaks up on you. And then all of a sudden you're like spinning and you're sober Literally, like, I can't even, it's like an overload. I took one hungover and I thought I was going to die. Like, I literally thought I was going to die. So good, though. Like, in the best way. Hannah asks, would I ever quit? Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, that's my plan, too. Like, after I graduate college, I'm not going to be in, like, my huge degenerate era. But I would love to just start, like, smoking J's and just, like, as needed. You know what I mean? Like, probably, like, three a day and then get down to eventually smoking one, like, before bed at night. I don't know if I'd ever stop completely, but... No, I, I think I will. Like, I think it's just going to happen. Like, life's going to get too busy that I just won't have time to do it anymore. You know, like, I'm just going to be, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing, but I, I feel good about it. I feel good about my future. I feel good about myself. I know that everything always works out for me. I'm the luckiest girl alive, lucky girl syndrome, bitch. So I just got to like trust that it's all going to play out the way that it's supposed to. Lasar asks, how hot is too hot for a fat dab? never too hot. Don't you got to like burn that shit till it's red? Like I said, I didn't learn how to do that because I don't want to, I don't want to have that access. I don't want to have that that easily. Oh my God. I just noticed the fan like does not look like it's fully screwed into the ceiling. That's so scary. Like what if it just drops on the ground one night? (gasps) The cat. Oh my God. Scary. She better stay in my fucking bed at all times. CHS risks. By D-Book Lover. Yeah, honestly, if you guys are experiencing extreme nausea and probably, you know, the whole hallucinations and craziness or, you know, you're throwing up every time you smoke, please go get health check because that's not normal. That's called CHS. I don't know the full name for it. Cannabinoid something syndrome. Hydremus. I don't fucking know. I'm not even going to pretend like I know. I have a couple of friends who have had it and you have to stop smoking instantly or else it's just going to fuck you up more. It's just going to make it worse and you like lose weight. Jackie. Wow. That's a long Jackie Donardo channel five news. What's your favorite drug to smoke on? I'd say shroomies for me. Honestly. Yeah, that, but like if you smoke at the end of a Molly roll, it kind of like gives it the last like breath of life. And I feel like that's fun, but I do like smoking on shrooms too. I hate being Al asked, did you have a car era? Yeah, I did. When I first moved to school and I smoked carts in high school at my parents' house because I couldn't smoke inside, but I'd like still roll blunts. And again, I was like living with my boyfriend for my senior year. So I smoked 
like a law at his house, but I couldn't like smoke inside like him. And it was cold as fuck in the winter. And I burnt out a car battery doing that in high school, smoking blunts in my car. Literally, my dad was so mad at me. He's like, why are you sitting there running in the driveway? I'm like, dude, you don't understand the grind. I'm just trying to be a respectful kid. Cause I tried smoking inside and we had central heat and that shit would go right down in my mom's room. Cause my mom was below me. She's like, MK, my entire bathroom and my closet reek like dank. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Hills commented, I smoke so much. My sweat smells like weed relate or not. No, definitely relatable. Like I used to be tanning in the summer and all of a sudden like it would just reek. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It's my own body, bitch. It's literally me. Like what? Oh no, my Mac is on 10%. This is not ideal. You got to hurry this episode up. How to tell if I have an actual, Maya ass. how to tell if I have an actual weed problem or if I just like to smoke a lot. Mm. Look at the times that you do smoke. Like when you're stressed out, do you want to take a bowl? When something angers you, do you want to take a bowl? That will probably symbolize you unhealthily coping. You know what I mean? Like it's all about the timing. I did that with like drinking, like I mapped it out. And every time there's a minor inconvenience, like my friend group's whole reaction is like, let's go get fucked up. Love them for that hate that for me because then everyone's like has to deal with me and I don't want to be that bitch. I don't want to be that sloppy, messy bitch. Like, and I am, I really am. I'm trying to get better about it. It's just like, I am better about it. I've gotten a lot better about it. Trebek asks, are you coming back to TikTok? What the fuck happened? Why don't you dab? Do you like exotic strains? That's a lot of questions. I am still on TikTok, MK9 unit. I got all of my accounts deleted because of someone feeling a little bit spiteful, triggered the AI, lost my shit. Will we get it back? I don't know. Just as much in the dark as you guys are. What the fuck happened that I just explained? Why don't you dab? Because too much power, too much power. With great power comes great responsibility. Do you like exotic strains? I, yes. I think I like all strains. Like I said, at the end of the day, I'd smoke a bag of grass if you told me it got me baked. Millie asked, should I get a medical marijuana license for my anxiety? It depends on where you live. If you live in an illegal state, I would say yes, but you're still, odds are going to have to drive super far to go get to a dispensary. So it's like, do you really want to pay that much just to go get it? I'll answer like a few more and then take a bowl and then we got to go. How did I hide? I want to ask, how did I hide it in college? When I lived in a dorm, we ended up MacGyvering and we would do it in, we all had our own bathroom rooms, three people to a room with a private bathroom. So what other kids did was they would put a laundry sheet, like a dryer sheet on the outtake vent that went into the hallways and it smelled like weed everywhere. It's fucking California. And they warned us, they're like, you're going to lose your federal grants. Cool. So we ended up just doing it and smoking and it, we got away with it for the most part because we just turned the fan on and it would outtake the smell of the dryer sheets and it kind of worked as like a smoke buddy, like a DIY. We also used smoke buddies though too. So it was like double filtration. And when we really got careless and drunk, we would just smoke a joint openly in the dorm. Didn't really give a fuck. Our RA was pretty fucking chill. Did not report us. He had a don't ask, don't tell policy. And one time he had a cat and I was crying and he let me touch the cat. So I have a lot of respect for him. Still follow each other on Instagram. Hey, if you're listening. Really appreciated you. It was a hard first year. Juliana asked, best activities to do while high? Veg. I am a couch potato by nature. I love that shit. I live for that shit. I will just watch TV, make a good snack, curl up. And then sometimes I just use it to like go on a drive. Preferably get a DD if you're going to do that though. But yeah, I like to stick my head out the window. Let's see. Let's answer. I keep, I'm trying to answer as many as I can. So many ask you so many questions, so many good questions. A lot of them are repeat though. God, wow. There's a lot. 
how much bud do you get through each month? Do you have a budget that you stick to? Zoe asks. I do not have a budget. I probably should start budgeting. I say that and I never do it, but I will just spend whatever I need to. And when my plug's not around, I probably spend more, but I can go through an eighth in a week easily. That's a lot less. I used to go through like a Q a week, borderline a half. So yeah. Yep. Now I like, I don't know. I have, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say, but yeah, I don't really, I probably should start budgeting that. Let me know if you guys have recommendations for that. Sienna asked if I've ever been laced. No, thank God. I like only smoke with trusted people that I think I have guardian angels on my side. Like my mom told me when I went missing, like I literally got reported a missing fucking persons. Oh my God. I should like get the guy who that happened with, or maybe my roommates on to tell that story because it's fucked. But after that happened, I called my mom and she was like, God looks out for drunk people. MK. Like that's very Catholic of you, mom. How dirty do you let your pieces? Anna gets. Anna asks, how dirty do you let your pieces get? Anna asks, did I, what the fuck am I talking about? I can't speak like that. Probably worse sometimes. And then Chelsea asked, do you think weed is bad for you? I think it all depends on the way that you use it. And it depends on the person, you know, I think it varies and it's all up to you and how you decide to use it productively or non-productively at the end of the day. So, all right. On that note, I think it's bad for me. (laughs) Depending on the day. Again, things change. Just how fast the night changes. One Direction. Do you think I should start a singing career? I feel like I'm in my Liz Gillies era. Get me on Dynasty now. Now. All right. You know what? From watching Bad Girls Club, I've realized I think I'm annoying. Like, I think if I walked into a house full of women, they would not like me off the bat. Which worries me a little bit. Okay. Anyways... (laughs) My intrusive thoughts are starting to win. Cheers. I cannot stop a bull anymore. We got a call. Oh my God. What the fuck? I feel like I should have rolled a joint for this episode. Now I'm regretting it a little bit, but I love you guys. Have a great fucking day. Make sure you follow me on all my socials. Instagram, MaryKate.Willis. You TikTok, MK9Unit. YouTube, MaryJane.Kate. My Spotify is MaryKate.Willis. My B-Rail, MaryKateWillis. I'm going to try to get this video up. I cannot breathe right now. Like My throat feels like the Sahara Desert. But yeah, this was fun. We should do more Jazz Cabbage episodes. Let me know if you have any recommendations for that. I love you. Have a good day. Or night. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. Okay, whatever. Bye.